I, I think that that ties hand in hand with with transitions because it's scary. You know, change is scary, but you just have to embrace that and know that on the other side of change is you know something wonderful. Hey everybody, and uh, welcome to another episode of As Is To Be. I'm Sean, and uh, I'm joined here with Carl. Hey, how y'all doing? How you doing, Sean? I'm doing good, doing good, brother. And uh, we have a guest today. We have uh, Mukhtar Kadiri. Um, Welcome, Mukhtar. Thank you, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Mukhtar is a senior technology leader. He's uh, a lecturer and a true visionary in cloud computing and a founder of WorkTips Pro. Uh, Previously, he managed projects in the energy sector, both in Texas and Dubai. And uh, then he transitioned to the healthcare sector, where he's currently managing managing technology-related projects in in this field. So thank you again for joining us, Mukhtar. Thank you. Um, Thank you for that very undeserving introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well deserved, well deserved, Mukhtar. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Good. Um, I got to tell you, Mukhtar, um, it's really a pleasure to have you on the show. Last year, I was actually searching on YouTube for advice and insights on developing new habits with myself, especially with the changes we've been going through in 2020. And, um, and I, Specifically, I was looking for developing new habits and I found your video and um, I learned a lot about um, how to make habits stick, specifically with a tactic of habit stacking. So uh, it's, it's super cool to be on, a, on, our, on, our, on our channel here today with you. Um, I found your channel overall was a wealth of invaluable um, advice. So thank you. Thanks. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad that you, you found it useful. Um, it, it's something that I like to do as a hobby and I'm trying to see where it takes me. So uh, tell us tell us more about yourself and uh, how did you get into your role? Yeah, sure. So uh, in terms of my, um, my, my, my background, I guess, you know, I'm going to go, you know, back, you know, you mentioned that I was you know, in, in oil and gas tech. And then I think you mentioned that, I'm not sure, but, but, but you know, so I, right now I'm in healthcare tech, but before that I was in oil and gas tech. And how did I get into oil and gas tech? So I'm just going to go back to my college years. So I started out um, studying electrical engineering and computer science. And, and then I switched to petroleum engineering. And, and when I finished, I had this, you know, dual background in computer science and petroleum engineering. So a company in the oil and gas sector decided to to hire me because of that unique background. So that company placed me in the software division. It's an oil and gas technology, um, it's an oil and gas service provider, but they they had a software section, and and they put me there. And my role was basically to serve as the the person in between the developers and the end users that were petroleum engineers, right? Um, so the developers they needed to be able to develop. Um, software that's very relevant to petroleum engineers and the petroleum engineers needed somebody to be able to train them and support them on how to use the, the software application. So that was sort of my, my role. So I was, this was in Houston, Texas. So I was, I was there for about um, almost a year. And then I got transferred to, to Oman in the Middle East. 
and um, and and I was in Oman for for a few years, well, five years, not not a few years, and and when I was there, I was I was there in a more consulting role because now I was sort of there with the clients on client location day in day out right so this was a bit different from you know my, my role in houston where i was sort of you know in in the comfort or within the comfort of, of of the office so so this was a bit different you know i had to sort of change my mindset you know because in a consulting role you're sort of there representing the company you know you can't just think okay in your narrow you know silo you sort of have to be able to 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 represent the company to represent various departments and to sort of think broader than your own area of expertise so that was that was challenging and it was it was also rewarding um so i was i was in oman for five years and basically we're, we're delivering technology solutions we call them production optimization solutions that were used by um, that was used by oil and gas companies to basically manage their entire oil field operations so these were very um these were very very complex systems right so just just for example a company might have maybe thousands of wells you know 3000 wells and and there are two ways to to manage all that operation right you can either just have a lot of people just going to check the wells and these wells are sort of scattered across an entire country like you know thousands of kilometers apart so you can do that or you can instrument those wells right put gauges and everything and and have a software application that's able to read all the readings that are coming from the wells, right? And then you can be notified in real time when there's a problem, and then you can take action, you know, from the solution, you know, etc. So, so this is sort of, you know, this this is sort of um, digital transformation project that I was involved in, right? So, um, so it, it was fun, very complex, and and a lot of times these companies they have their own um, existing. IT landscape, right? You know, they have databases that have different information. So we sort of come in and plug into that landscape because, you know, for that system to work, for example, uh, you need to be able to, first of all, you need you need to build a digital oil field model within the system, right? And to do that, you need to be able to get, you know, data on the assets that are on the field. So for example, a well is 3000 kilometers deep that information is stored in a database. So you need to be able to plug into that database, integrate with that database to get that information that you need to build that well model. There are other information, you know, there's other details as well that are in different places scattered across the entire the entire company. So you need to be able to plug into the right sources, get the data to build a digital, the digital oil field model. And then that would allow you to monitor the entire operations, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a way that makes sense right because your model is only as good as as what it represents right so so you know all, all of this to say that you know very complex uh, systems and and these systems were these systems were the eyes of these oil and gas companies right so if if if, if your well is down for example they're not going to know unless your system tells you so these were mission critical systems, right? Mm -hmm. So, so these are kind of um, you know projects that or programs that that we rolled out. You know, very complex. You know, a lot of a lot of challenges, um, and and so I did that in, in Oman. And towards the end of my time in Oman, I got transferred briefly to Brunei, um, in in Asia, and and this was to 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 roll out a similar solution for a, a big international 
um, oil and gas company. And then I came back to Oman. And shortly after my time in Oman, I got transferred to Dubai in the UAE. Um, so when I was in Dubai in the UAE, my Sorry, Mukta. I just have to. I'm just trying to keep track here. Um, so that, if I have to count, that's what four transitions, literally, yeah. Yeah, in a yeah, span yeah. of a span of how long? In so, so that in a span of about five five years, five years wow, or less. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's serious. So, yeah. so I just wanted to keep track of that. Okay, so now <laughs> you're in Dubai. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so. Now, I mean, the story of my life, I, my life is full of transitions. And I think, you know, several people can relate to this. So, so right. now I'm in, I'm in Dubai and, and in Dubai, um, this was, uh, this was, you know, transition geography, but also my role as well. Okay. Um, now I, I, I sort of had this added responsibility. I was sort of taking care of, well, I was taking care of our entire Middle East and Africa region, right? The, the, the business and, um, and you know, so before I was more, you know, I was more in a technical role. But now I was not only in charge of business operations, but I was also in charge of growing the business, right? So this was a dual, a dual role, and it was a you know a team of twenty five scattered across the entire region. So so it was it was um, it was very challenging, but very rewarding. I, I grew a lot, um, and in my role, because you're covering the region, it, it was a lot of traveling. So I I, I you know North Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, the Middle East, of course, and then Asia. So it was, it was, I love to travel. I love to learn about different cultures. So that satisfied, you know, that need. Um, and, and also professionally as well, because technologies are implemented differently. You also, you know, learn how to navigate different cultures in terms of, you know, building relationships, uh, communicating stakeholder management. So that, that was fun for me as well. And, um, and, and I, I think, you know, I, I sort of bring that, experience into work tips bro um as well you know because the channel is also focused on on communicating and and, and you know stakeholder management as well um so so yeah and and after dubai i guess i decided i have had enough heat and <laughs> it's time to move to a cold place and i came to canada no, no i'm just i'm just yeah. kidding my family is closer this way so i've always wanted to to come back this way so so now i'm in i'm in canada and i've been here for almost four years now it's almost like um one opportunity begets another opportunity from one really cool project to another inspiring a lot of these transitions that's really really cool yeah um if i might ask i'm interested about uh work tips pro what inspired you to start it yeah, no, I mean, that's a good question. So work tips pro. So there, there's several things. So I, one is that I felt like when I was growing in my career, like early on in my career, I didn't have a lot of guidance, right? You know, men, I didn't have a lot of access to mentorship, sponsorship, all of that. So, you know, I just felt you know, it would be nice for people that are, that feel like they need guidance, but they don't have that. It would be nice for them to have you know, access to it, right? So what I try to do with Work Tips Pro is that I try to present um, information, you know, in a bite-sized manner. And I try to I try to make it as practical as possible. So if you listen to a video, this is something that you can implement right now, right? You don't have to, you know, it's not, um, it's not very abstract. So, so and, and then I also try to, to deliver the message in a way that's engaging, right? So, so that's sort of my, my my aim with Work Tips Pro, and mm -hmm. that's sort of the reason 
uh, that's one of the reasons why I, I decided to start work with Scroll. And another thing I should mention is that I'm very passionate about about teaching and public speaking. So it just sort of all came together, you know, in this yeah, in this channel called Work Tips Pro. Yeah, I, I'm, I really love the channel, uh, by the way. I'm probably your fan, biggest fan. I'm commenting all the time and asking you, asking you questions. So this is a great opportunity that you're with me now, so I can just pummel you with more questions. So I'm just joking. But the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, we all have this plethora of tools and tips and methodology. What are some that you rely on and that you've shared on your channel or you're going to share? Like, is there any favorite tips? Speaking of tips. Yeah. Um, speaking of tips, yeah. Um, um, I, I guess you, you alluded to to this. So there, there's a video that I did on building habits. So I, I think that one of the one of the best things that you know we can do as as human beings is to learn how to build just positive habits, right? And um, and, and there's a video that I have on there on how to build you know how to build habits. I'm a big fan of this habit stacking method. It's it's very it's very simple. When when I first read about it, I was like, oh my goodness, how come? <laughs> how come I haven't been doing this, you know, for a long time? So it, it's very, very simple, and it basically uses habits that you already have established, right? And it's just a matter of spotting the new habits somewhere in between there. So, so I, I think number one is is building, uh, building habits, building good habits. That's very good. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, in this time that we find ourselves ourselves in, you know, this this pandemic, I, I think, I think that another thing that is very important is just um learning to rest um okay. i i you know and and for me that's really that's really big and this might be a video that i might i might do i'm thinking about it uh, but but i find that like i'm a very very action-oriented person mm -hmm. so i'm always thinking about what's next you know i have my to-do list and i get satisfaction in just crossing things off my to-do list but what i'm trying to do now is to be deliberate about rest right so i i come up with my to-do list and on there is also what I'm going to do to rest today, right? Oh, I find that, that what, fantastic. What, yeah, so it's something that I've just started trying, and I find that it's quite um, it's quite effective uh, because you know what happens is that you know you, I'm done with my to do list. At the end of the day, I'm exhausted, and I just okay, what's the path of least resistance? Maybe just turn on Netflix and binge watch, and then you don't feel as good, <laughs> you don't feel well rested. Right. So, so, you know, but being deliberate about, okay, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. And, um, and that just, I, I think that that helps you be intentional about rest. Mm -hmm. And it also, it also ensures that you don't forget about rest because sometimes what can happen is that, you know, you, you're just working through, you know, your, your, your to-do list and you forget about rest right? and then, then you start the next day and it's the same thing and then you start the next day and then, you know, you start to feel like you're burning out. Right. So, so I, I think the, the, you know, the second thing I would mention is be intentional about rest. So those are the two. Wow. build good habits and be intentional about rest. Yeah, I really, I love the first one, the habits. Uh, we can always get better at that, but I never thought of the rest component. Matter of fact, I've often built uh, a schedule that has something to do more work, <laughs> like use this time to research, <laughs> use this time to, you know, try to brainstorm. Like, um, but you know, that is a fantastic idea about rest. I mean, I think I might have to uh, try that. And w would you even recommend like end of day, beginning of day, middle of the day, or, or are you still uh, piecing that together? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I'm still experimenting. I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of just you know 
experimenting and, and, yeah. and, and improving as, as we go along. Um, so, so, you know, I, I know people recommend, you know, even if you have 15 minutes in between maybe calls or whatever, um, just, you know, being deliberate about what you do to rest like that, you know, adds up throughout your day. And, and of course, you know, there's the, at the end of the day, you unwind, you know, for me, like what I'm doing right now is being intentional about what I do towards the end of the day, just so that, you know, it, I, I feel good about what I did to rest, right. Instead of you know oh the day just went by i'm not sure what i did but i don't feel rested i have a different kind of question now for you um specific to the office like you've given us insight into um the creation of work tips pro um techniques for for rest and to really level out how we uh how we progress um i'm intrigued by the office and the change changes to the office as a result of the the pandemic that we're in people working remotely and um and, and so forth. From your perspective or line of sight, what would a, a post-COVID office look like? What do you anticipate what, what it'll look like? That's a good question. And um, <laughs> predictions are quite, uh, they're, they're quite a gamble, right? Because a lot of predictions <laughs> don't, don't end up coming right. But I would say from my research, um, what I have seen is, I think there, there, there are several camps. The the idea that um, many companies are going to be 100% remote. As a matter of fact, they're, they're, you know, there's some of these leading tech companies have said that they will be full-time remote. Um, but you also have another camp that says um, you, you can't really replace that in-person, face-to-face component. So there are other people that say, or the other you know, there's another school of thought that says, okay, it's going to be more of a hybrid model, right? Maybe three days um away two days in the office and and you know there, there are also other people that cannot work uh remotely right you know, uh, you know let's not you know, forget that there are people that are not working right now because you know their job does not allow them to work remotely right so so i i think we're gonna see <laughs> i think we're gonna see a mix right um I, I think we're still trying to figure things out i think there's still gonna be a lot of experimentation but I, I, I do know that, you know, for companies that, that were, you know, just 100% in person and they've sort of adapted to this new model, um, maybe they will end up, you know, using a hybrid model. Um, so so I, I do see a change, you know, in terms of some people that adopt a hybrid model, but there are some people that, you know, cannot uh, operate in, you know, without being in person. And then there are some companies that have already said that they will be, they will be 100% remote. So I don't know if I answered your question, but so there's going to be a little bit of both everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, you answered perfectly. I, I'm curious to know, um, how did you transition during this period? Like, what's your work environment like? I mean, I saw some of it on, on your channel, but uh, what what is your, uh, is, it a, is it that mix that you're referring to? Yeah, well, so so mine, um, 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 I'm one of the lucky few that can actually work 100% remote. So before the pandemic, I... I I, I was operating in a hybrid model. Um, I would go into the office for three to four days a week and then work remotely one to two days a week. Um, so, so the transition was, was you know, quite easy for me. Um, when things get back to normal, I, I really do value face-to-face interaction. So uh, when things do get back to normal, I, I see myself going back to a hybrid model. So Mukhtar, um, I really enjoy your stuff. How can people get a hold of you or get in contact with you or learn more? 
Yeah. Um. So they can follow me on on YouTube, right? So if you go on YouTube, my YouTube channel is Work Tips Pro, right? So if you just type in Work Tips Pro, you should be able to see my YouTube channel. So you can, you know, subscribe, you know, and um, and I usually try to release videos every week, right? Um. So so that that will be one way to to get a hold of me. I'm also available on LinkedIn and I'm active on LinkedIn. So you can just um send a connection request and i'm more than happy to connect well you are like a master of transition Mukhtar. <laughs> if i had to call back your your story you know starting uh in the uh energy sector traveling a variety of different locations all all mostly hot and then transition to canada um and then also creating a youtube channel which is i, I assume is a transition in itself and then uh, your work environment. Uh, Sean, I'm not sure if you have any other uh, questions, but uh, I've been uh, thoroughly enjoyed this, Mokhtar, um, because I've been a, a fan ever since uh, we connected at a B Future, uh, I believe, conference. But after that, I saw your channel and I was really hyped from that. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, no, I, it's um, just this, this conversation here, um, just learning about your story, your transition, and um, I really see like one success kind of grew into another into another and another and um, almost a sense of trying something new or you know like taking our core knowledge and applying it and making something really um, exciting you know and uh, and it began another success and another from there so I'm taking notes and I've been really inspired by your story so thank you again for your time no no thank you you for for having me and i really enjoy your channel um i i watched the episode with jonathan and um, i really like what he mentioned about you know just being comfortable with being uncomfortable i I think that that ties hand in hand with with transitions because it's scary you know change is scary but you just have to embrace that and know that on the other side of change is you know something either you learn from your mistakes or you know get success Cool. So there's another episode of As Is To Be. Thank you again, Mukhtar and Carl, as always. Um, Yeah, so enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Peace. All right, peace.